Are you worried that your prayers will go unheard? How do we talk to God in an honest and authentic way? And how do we get answers? Well, first off, God is not going to give us yes to stupid questions. So don't ask him things like, God, please make this crazy thing true so that I can join the club and be happy. I say this from experience. He is not going to say okay to silly things. But in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the number one way to hear from God and how you can know God is actually listening. Spoiler alert, it is not in the heaps of blessings. It all has to do with having peace in the storm. Hey girl, I know you are overwhelmed at the thought of being a Christian. There are so many damaging lessons you need to unlearn and you feel like you were starting over from scratch. Heck, you were even taught not to believe the Bible, so where do you turn for truth? Hi, I'm Shelby Hosfield. I too was a girl who left the LDS church. I too felt like I had abandoned everything I had ever known about God. I spent 20 years lost after leaving, wishing someone would just give me the blueprints on faith. How was I supposed to raise my kids with God when I didn't even know how to pray? Can you relate? But as hard as this is, I know you are not ready to give up on Jesus. God opened me up to a real relationship with him through his word. The Bible is not only trustworthy friends, but it is living water to our souls. I don't want it to take you 20 years. Here, you will learn how to pray, you will find truth, and you will finally gain trust in the Lord. If God is for us, who can be against us? This is Finding Faith Above. Okay, so before we jump into today's episode, I want you to head on over to the show notes as soon as we are done with this because I want you to grab the full resource library that I put together. It is so cool because I know that this is probably not the only thing that you're struggling with, the whole praying to God and hearing him. And I'm sure this is not the only thing that you're struggling with. And so I put together a whole library of uh, books and videos and all sorts of other cool things, apps and worship music and all sorts of stuff that is going to help you guys. I wish that I had had this (laughs) way back in the day to help me to get to know God, to get to know how to be a Christian, to, you know, help me with those blueprints of what to do now after I left the church with trying to find God. So um, that's going to be the first link that you're gonna see in the show notes. And then it's also all over on the website and everything else too, fun stuff. So I want you to go ahead and get that. All right, let's jump in, let's jump into today. So we're talking about listening to God and and is he listening to us? And it all kind of starts with prayer. So I'm gonna read uh, Ephesians 3, 14 through 21 for you to start this off. So prayer for spiritual strength. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work 
within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. So we all know that the way that we talk to God is through prayer. But how does God talk to us? That's what we're going to be diving into much more today. How can we hear him? What is the number one way that we can hear God? But before we get into that, I want to give you guys a little bit of backstory because how we talk to him is through prayer. And if we're asking for crazy things or if we are (laughs) not being, I don't know, authentic with our prayers, then it's going to be real hard for him to be able to give us a clear answer. So a big question that I have for you now is what are you praying for? Let's be honest. What are we praying for? So are we praying for things that will make our life easier? Are we praying for God to make things different, to give you what you need or the things that you, you, you need, need, need and want, want, want? (laughs) Are your prayers about you and your benefit? All right. So when we were LDS, everything was on us. Our worthiness with God was 100% based on what we were doing for the church. We said it was for God, but really it was what we were doing to keep the expectations that the church had set up for us to do. And this included, you know, keeping ourselves pure of the word of wisdom, our callings and whatnot to uphold our end of the bargain with God. (laughs) Grace only got us so far and was dependent upon what we we're doing. And so I think that a lot of times we bring this kind of mentality then across after we leave the church, even into our prayers. So when we prayed, it was about, it was about us. Everything was really about us and our glory and our salvation and our blessings and give us, you know, the the strength to be able to do the right things for me so that I can continue to get better and better and do the right things. Yeah, (laughs) it just makes me dizzy even thinking about it. But one of the biggest prayers I ever prayed, and I prayed it a lot, I was asking God to tell me that the church was true. I didn't want this answered because it had anything to do with God. It, It was not in any way for God's glory. I wanted it answered as a yes, so that I could join the club, be like all my friends, make my dad happy, and receive all the blessings that came with being a for real member. It was all about me, this this question that I had. It, it really didn't have to do with, with God. So that brings us to another really good point about blessings. I wanted to receive all the blessings. Hmm. So are blessings a representation then of our prayers being answered? You know, that's one thing that I think we kind of pull along with us as well after we leave the church. We see people that have all of the great things, all of the blessings. They are so blessed. They are living a blessed life because look, they are doing all the right things and look what God is giving them. Do we think that's really how it works? Let me tell you a little story about a man named Job. You can go read about him actually in the Bible. But poor Job. (laughs) Oh man, poor Job. Uh, I feel really bad for this dude. So in Job, you know, he was a man who did everything right. And he lived this, what looked like a very blessed 
life because he did it all right. He did all the things he was supposed to do. But then something happened. The devil came along and he said, hmm, God, I bet I could tempt Job and he would turn away from you, God. I bet you if I put him through hell on earth, that he would turn away from you. And God said, no, I think Job is a, is a good and faithful servant. He would never turn his love from me. Go on, test him. You will see. And so begins one of the oh, most depressing debacles in all of the Bible and, and a little bit confusing if you don't understand the full context of it. But so the devil decides to test Job and the worst things happen in his life and everyone around him, you know, thought much like how we do and how we did in the church. His friends mocked him and told him, Job, surely you really were not following God because if you were following God, you know, you would get all of the blessings. And here your life is crumbling. What did you do? Obviously, you were not doing all the right things for God. And they almost kind of taunted him with this. And, and Job, Job uh, continuously, he said, no, but he just offended himself. And no, I'm, I, was, I was doing all the right things. And I was doing everything I was supposed to do. And then Job kind of even turns it and he starts questioning God. God, why don't you just kill me? Because I don't want to be here in this anymore. God, why are you, why are you keeping me here? And he starts kind of questioning him. And then the, the super crazy thing happens. God answers back and there's a whole passage in there. And this is one of the things God says, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding who determined its measurements, surely, you know, and he keeps going from there. Basically God's saying, look, I know how this whole thing works out way more than you ever could Job and as good as a guy you were as you were and as good as everything that you did here you are just defending yourself and then questioning me hmm interesting and then Job realizes something pretty much the most important thing any follower of God will ever understand it's not about me God's will is bigger than anything we could ever conceive this is huge. It's not about me. He realizes blessings, no blessings, whether you are blasted with a tornado or whether you are showered with gifts, it does not change the fact that God wants one thing from us, our belief in him and his will. We must love God with all of our hearts above anything else. Our purpose is to know God and to make him known. If we are praying for blessings, you know, where is that going to take it? Where, where does God fit into that equation? The fact is, there is no equation. There is no tit for tat with God. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not on your own doing. You did not do it. It is a gift from God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared, not us, God prepared beforehand for us that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. It's all about what he has done and he will continue to do in our lives. What we must do is love him, trust him, believe in him. 
Does that mean all the blessings then show up as soon as we do that? Sometimes, sometimes not. But even when things are hard, when we hold tight to him and trust him and his purpose for our lives, his peace will see us through. Blessings as in a big house and a cush life and no troubles and all of that great, beautiful happiness picture that we see on Instagram. Mm, that's not what God is promising us. Our peace is a reflection of our faith. It is not that our blessings are a reflection of our prayers. But can prayers produce miracles? Absolutely. Yes, they can. Absolutely. In fact, Jesus said, Because of your little faith, for truly, I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Matthew 17 through 20. But is this miracle for your glory? So you can boast and gloat and say, yeah, I have all the things. So you have these things easy. Or is this God's glory? Again, to know him and to make him known. That's where the miracles come in. Okay, so let's jump into this a bit more. So how should we pray? Before we, you know, start talking about the number one way to hear from God and how you can know God is listening, I wanted to just go over the basic points of prayer, only because I prayed for years in the church and never felt like I got an answer. A big, huge thing that all of you beautiful Exmo gals question is how do I talk to and hear God? I think it is because we prayed for so long with the wrong intent. You know, it, it was it was for the blessings. We'll just admit it. <laughs> it was. It was. It was often for the blessings. Um, it was not. It was not for His glory. So, I wanted to just talk about that for just a minute before we talk about how He's going to speak to us. Because the first time I really heard God, and yes, it was almost like I heard Him. Not completely audible, but it was God. I heard him when I finally prayed saying, God, I give it all to you. It's not about me at all anymore, in fact, because I realize I will never be able to do it on my own. And I need you, and I'm giving it all to you, God. It is your will. My life is yours. And, and I heard him speak, speak to my heart. So check yourself. Is this prayer about me or is it about God's will? And that's what I want you to think about when you're talking to God. And then also a big part of this that we really focused on in the church is feelings. I just want to go over this just a tiny bit here because I feel like that's something that we really pull again from the church as after we leave. And, you know, we're really encouraged in the church to always uh, really move off of our feelings. If we had a strong feeling that was in line with the church, uh, that was deemed as the Holy Ghost. But the Bible does not say we should rely on feelings. That is not always God, and feelings can get us into serious trouble sometimes. Instead, I'm going to encourage you to do something else. 
I'm going to encourage you what God instructed us to do in the Bible is to listen to his word, the Bible. (laughs) And that, friends, brings us to the number one way to hear from God and how you can know God is listening. It's called his word for a reason. God speaks through his word. His word, his living word is the Bible. How exactly, you ask? It really is remarkable. I mean, it really is. Through the Bible, you will get to know God. You read it, and you will get to know him. You learn his character, how he shows up in this world, all around us, his love for us. You will learn who he is and who you are because of him. You build a relationship. Then you pray. A simple prayer for guidance, so you may know his will in your current circumstance. You give praise and you ask for his forgiveness and all the sins you have, because you do have them. I mean, we were so used to just, you know, trying to sweep all of our sins under the rug. We didn't have any, we didn't have any, but we have them. We all have them. And speaking to him about this, talking to him about it, and reading what his word has to say back to us, he already knows what we've done. We don't need a bishop or a priest or confession to get it all off our chest. There is no uh, intermediary. It's just us, just him and in us talking. Just ask for guidance. Ask for comfort. Then, ladies, then go to the word. Go to his word. He will give you his direction, his answer, his guidance. In a 2,000-year-old book that has been perfectly preserved, over 2,000-year-old book, has been perfectly preserved, you will hear God. It will floor you. I promise you. It's the craziest thing in the world. It is beautiful. It is a miracle. And is a testament to the glory of our God. How do I know God hears me? Well, this has happened more times than I can count, but every time is just so special. So a simple thing like I have a fight over faith with my husband. I I don't like to admit that this happened. It, you know, is one of those things. But the next day, our daily devotional takes me to 1 Peter and I decide to keep reading. And then I read, wives in the same way, submit yourself to your own husband so that if any of them do not believe the word, They may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. 1 Peter 3, 1 through 2. Total by accident. Never, never intended on reading anything having to do with anything with faith with my husband. Crazy. So I asked God for patience and how I should handle a certain situation that was going on with a family member. And I was struggling to just have that patience because we had very different views on quite a few things. And I find myself reading in Proverbs the next day, a person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. Proverbs 19.11. I mean, come on. <laughs> and probably the biggest one, and this is, this is kind of a little bit of a long one here, but probably the biggest one of my life. You know, I told you about the prayers that I was praying when I was younger. And I mean, these were, these were pretty serious prayers that I prayed, um, coming from the mixed faith home that I did and the background that I had, uh, you know, I prayed a lot 
you know, God, just, just tell me that this is all true. And so that I can know that Joseph Smith was a true prophet and that, uh, you know, everything will just be hunky dory. There were a lot of tears with these prayers and a lot of, you know, kind of stress and frustration. But, um, so this happened when I was about 17 and I was praying super hard all the time, but had just about given up on God because I didn't read the Bible and had no way of God really communicating to me. I had a dream and I've talked about this before on the podcast before, but I'm going to tell you a little bit more here. So, uh, now I want to preface this with, I do not believe dreams are trustworthy. Uh, the Bible is trustworthy. But as I said, I didn't read the Bible. I kept praying, but how was God supposed to talk to me without his word? <laughs> there was no way for him to be able to really communicate with me back. In any case, I had this dream that I was, uh, it was just a super vivid dream. And uh, I went to the store and Jesus was in the fruit section at the grocery store. But when I got there to see him, I could see where he was, but he didn't know me. Now, I had no idea what it meant other than it freaked me out. And without the Bible, I had no idea. And can you see here how feelings can get you into all sorts of trouble? Because it freaked me out and almost, I could say, almost pushed me a little bit more away from God because I had nothing to ground these feelings against. So feelings can get you into trouble. But let's fast forward about 20 years. And for the first time, I am diving deep into God's word. And in all honesty, that dream probably had a huge impact, I would say, on my direction in deciding to, you know, kind of move away from God. And so it was still fresh in my mind, even 20 years later, it was still very fresh in my mind. And here I am, I find myself reading in Matthew. And this is what I find. This whole little passage here is titled, A Tree and Its Fruit. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruit. Then the next passage underneath says, I never knew you. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven on that day may will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name? and do many mighty works in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Matthew seven fifteen through 23. Pretty crazy, huh? <laughs> oh, it's still, when I read it even now, I'm just like, oh, holy smokes. Like he, I feel like God was trying to talk to me and I just was not there to be able to listen. Um, that was my answer. In his word, all along, he was listening. I asked crazy questions, <laughs> which I just told you guys at the beginning of all this, don't ask crazy questions, but I did. I asked crazy questions. And he was still listening because he is always there. 
He is always there regardless of what we do. He is always there. He is always patiently waiting for us to listen back because he's trying to speak to us. And really, his word is where he talks. So some key takeaways from today through prayer. We are able to talk to God through prayer. No one needs to be in between us and God. No one has more authority to talk to him than we do. Likewise, no one has the ability to get revelation from him more than we do about our own lives. We get to build that relationship with him. That veil was torn. Jesus is with all of us. We get to ask him for guidance, give him praise, and share our hearts. He speaks to us through his word. You build a relationship through his beautiful line of communication with our creator. How wonderfully lucky we are. Dear God, I just want to pray for all of these beautiful ladies that are listening here today, that they can come to you with open hearts and open minds and just dive into this beautiful relationship that you have been able to set up for us so that we can speak to you and you can speak back to us and we can grow. And in Jesus' name, amen. So before you leave today, I also want to just encourage you to, again, head on over to the show notes. I have a wonderful, wonderful video on the show notes for this particular, on the blog post for this particular episode. I do a blog post for every single episode, and there's all sorts of cool videos and and pictures and all sorts of fun stuff. I, I love doing all this creative side of things. So I want you guys to head over there because there is a wonderful video that I discovered on Seeking Allah finding Jesus. It's a testimony of a man who came from the Muslim religion and uh, converted to Christianity. And it is beautiful and amazing. And we talk about uh, just such a moving story. I mean, he talks about dreams. He talks about um, listening to God in the word. He talks about the reliability of the Bible. He talks about how God spoke to him. So all the things that we talked about today, he talks about in this amazing testimony that he has. And it is just, oh, I just loved it. And so I want you guys to check that out. But also in the very first link in the show notes here today is going to be the resource library that I put together for you guys. I already talked about it at the beginning of this. I don't want you guys to miss it. So jump on there, grab it, find all the cool videos. You're just going to love it. And I will talk to you guys next time. I am so honored that you showed up today to listen to this little podcast talking about big things. If you want to comment, share, laugh, or cry about what we talked about today, then you need to join the Facebook group where you can have a safe space to do all the sharing because we kind of need people in this big old world that understand. And if you are like, heck yeah, that was awesome. Where can I get more? First, hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And then hurry on over to findingfaithabove.com where you will find so much goodness all created just for you because I really do love you guys. I've been where you are at and I want to help you have all the hope and none of the lost. Resources, art, Bible studies, it's all there just for you. Findingfaithabove.com. Wishing you all the best in love in Jesus' name. See you next time.